This is episode 20 of Kicker and the Waterboy, and we have one question. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 20 and the start of season 2. Yeah, we apologize for the abrupt ending to season 1. So we were planning to do one more episode before returning to school and taking a little break. But then everything just got really busy and stuff. I mean, I think we're more or less settled in now, so we're going to give season two a try. Yeah, for sure. It's certainly nice to be back as well. You know, when we started, there was zero sports, and now it feels like there's almost too many. All the other sports will certainly be mentioned. The focus will be NFL football. Yep, and also because we are full-time college students now as opposed to just when we really had nothing going on in the summer, we're planning for most shows to be shorter than the previous three-segment shows. Maybe just two, but we'll see. All that being said, let's uh, let's get started. Let's jump into some NFL. Yeah, we're going to start off with a, a quick hitter uh, story thing. We're still working out exactly what we want to do, but for now we're just going to briefly summarize each game in a sentence. Yep, so Thursday night football, Browns 35, Bengals 30, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt each scored two touchdowns on Thursday night as the Browns took back Ohio. Yep, next game, Giants 13, Bears 17, Um, Saquon Barkley got hurt and that's really all I took out of this game. Yeah, that's that's really too bad. Um, next one up, Cowboys 40, Falcons 39. What a comeback. More on that later. Yeah, next game, Packers beat the Lions 42-21. And Rodgers looked unstoppable as he threw for 240 yards. And uh, Jones ran for a career high as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titans 33, Jaguars 30. Steven Gotskowski. I don't know, I'll work on that. Uh, He scored his second game winner of this young season, uh, beating the Jags at the buzzer. Next up, Colts beat the Vikings 28-11. Safety dance, DeForest Buckner sacked Kirk Cousins in the end zone for two points, and the Colts got their first win. Indeed, Uh, all the old song references today. Uh, Bills 31, Dolphins 28. Tua watch is officially underway as the Dolphins drop to 0-2. 49ers 31, Jets 13. Felt like the entire 49ers team was injured, yet they still somehow converted a third and 31. Keep in mind, they were playing the Jets. (laughs) Rams 37, Eagles 19. I honestly don't know how the Eagles were favored in this one. Broncos 21, Steelers 26, two safeties in one week. Derek Watt earned this one to ice the game for the Steelers. Yes, he did. Buccaneers 31, Panthers 17. I really think it might be time to give up on this season, Panther Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game, everyone's favorite football team, 15, Cardinals 30. Kyler Murray definitely made the right decision to play football instead of baseball balled out congratulations to him yep he's starting off with a bang chiefs 23 chargers 20 in overtime justin herbert's surprise debut almost had a storybook ending but the chiefs came back to win in overtime ravens 33 texans 16 mark ingram was the mvp here running a fourth down play 30 yards for a touchdown 
and displaying some nice karate moves afterwards. Yes, he did. And the nightcap, Seahawks 35, Patriots 30. The Seahawks won with a last-second goal line stand. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then lastly, Saints-Raiders are is tonight, um, which was happening post-recording. My prediction is the Saints will win. Yep, that's what I've got as well. So let's jump right into more detail on a handful of these games. There's really no other place to start than the incredible comeback that happened in Dallas. Cowboys 40, Falcons 39. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah, the, the onside kick on the set, the game winner. Man, <laughs> five Falcons players could have picked that up. You know, they weren't the kicking team, and so they didn't have to wait for the ball to go 10 yards. They could have touched it immediately, honestly. You know, it's a difficult rule for sure. In the heat of the moment, I don't know if I could have done it either, but at the end of the day, it is an important rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also, like, the Falcons, they do onside kicks. I think they are the team that does the most onside kicks in the league, so you think that you they know the rules. But also just that kick, that was incredible. Like, it looked like, you know, it was on a U.S. Open green. It would just... It was going one way, and then it, like, turned, and then the Cowboys fell on it. That was that was perfection. Yeah, it was a really well-done well onside kick. I also need to keep in mind that Falcons were up 15 with only five minutes left in the game. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's crazy. Yeah, is this 28-3 territory? Will we remember this one over that one? What, what do you think there? Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> both were in a Texas stadium, right? So... Maybe some of the Falcons in Texas stadiums, but mm-hmm. I don't think they'll top 28-3. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. That one's going to stand alone. Uh, but, yeah, so let's look on the flip side. The Cowboys, they came back from down 20 and down 15 with five minutes left. So mm-hmm. are they the front runners in the NFC least? Given the rest of the division, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I, know, I really don't know their overall talent level just from these two games, but I think they're definitely better than the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins. Football team. Yes, the football organization. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm going to have a hard time getting used to that. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, same here. I mean, I'm sure I will do it by accident, but also I I do enjoy making fun of the name football team. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I guess we'll just move on to the next one. Titans 33, Jaguars 30. Are the Jaguars actually good? Well, um, we're doing to keep in mind it's only been two games, but I'd say they're certainly not bad. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I've been impressed so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they beat Indianapolis last week. Um in Indianapolis, they won this week, so they're they're pretty solid. They took the Titans, who everyone's projecting to be a really good team this year. They took them all the way to the end of regulation before they would uh, ultimately win on a field goal. And I mean, everyone was predicting them to be like really bad going into this season, tank for Trevor contestant. But I don't know, like they've looked good against divisional opponents, and that's that's really important moving forward. So. I don't think they're good, but I think they're better than expected. Absolutely, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Um, 
So I guess moving on to our next game now, 49ers 31, Jets 13. Everyone kind of well, felt like everyone got injured this game. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, Kittle, Debo Samuel, Tevin Coleman, D. Ford, Solomon Thomas. Why do you think all these guys got hurt this game? So I didn't know this at the time, but I figured uh, I heard about this afterwards. There is a new turf in at MetLife uh, Stadium. I think MetLife Stadium is the name. So uh, that turf is new. They replaced the like black rubber with, I thought it was a sand perhaps. I don't know exactly what it is, but maybe that turf has something to do with it. Uh, and I mean, there were just a bunch of injuries across the entire league this this uh, this week. So it sort of makes you wonder how big an impact not having a preseason will have on this uh, this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't know about the new turf of MetLife either, but I think like like you mentioned at the end, they're having no preseason. It's only got to have some effect. We don't know what that exactly is, but it could be more injuries for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jets. Wow. Yep, just oh, Jets. If they were, they were playing pretty much the second-string 49ers after everyone went out with injuries. And they still, on the so on the very first play with the starters in, they uh, gave up an 80-yard touchdown run. And as we mentioned in the uh, the summaries, they gave up a third and thirty one running play. Oh Jets! <laughs> Yo, oh Jets! All right, moving on. Buccaneers. Excuse me. Wow, that went well. Oh, Buccaneers thirty one, <laughs> Panthers seventeen. How would you assess Brady, Gronk, and Teddy Bridgewater? Um, let's see. I'll I'll go with Brady first. I mean, I think it's fair to say that he's still adapting to the new uh the new climate there in Tampa Bay. Um he went up against a really good New Orleans team last week, so that might not be the best to judge. But also the Panthers, they're they're not very good this season. At least I don't think so. So we really don't have like a good middle of the road opponent to judge Tom Brady on. But I think it is fair that to say that he's still getting settled into the Tampa Bay offensive system. Yeah, I think it's definitely a fair thing to say. He's definitely getting settled after spending two decades in one place. He hasn't really had to make any adjustments till now because he had the same coach. But going forward, I think he'll continue to get better. Mm-hmm. Now, how about the other New Englander who flocked south, Robert Gronkowski? No receptions? Yeah, he had no receptions his past game. I was kind of shocked when I saw that. Uh, I, don't, I don't really have much of an explanation for it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I would figure against the Panthers, he had a lot. Maybe they didn't play him as much. I didn't pay super close attention to that, but the zero receptions surprised me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to avoid following this one as well, but... um. <laughs> Maybe he's dealing with some injury. I I don't know. I, it's possible, but I uh, I don't know exactly what that would be. I mean, if you're a Panthers fan, though, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't bad. You mm-hmm. know, he had a decent game, had some turnovers, but they were starting to come back a little bit, mm-hmm. somewhat towards the end. Yeah, that is a good little optimistic note to end on. But 
Unfortunately, though, that comeback was sort of cued by Christian McCaffrey and helped, helped with Teddy Bridgewater. But also, McCaffrey is out for at least the next month with, with an injury. So, so we'll see. It'll be a tough time to be a Panthers fan. So moving on to the fifth of six games that we're breaking down in more detail. Chiefs won in overtime 23-20 over the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert had a surprise start uh, to Rod Taylor. He was scheduled to start against the Chiefs, but he uh, he did not. He got injured in warm-ups, so Herbert found out about 10 minutes before the game, okay, you're going to be the starter. So, And he did good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal game. Um, I was impressed. He uh, kept it close, kept the Chargers in the game. Um, you know, forced them to go into overtime. Honestly, I didn't pay too much close attention to this one, <laughs> but um, I did watch the highlights, and it is highlights, of course. But what I saw was was quite impressive. Yeah, I mean, he threw for over 300 yards and was 22 of 33, so he's completed most of his passes. Um, yeah, what what are your thoughts on his first start? I think he was really good. Like, there might have been only one, like, rookie mistake type thing, but he, yeah. he did really well, like, you know, feeding the ball to his receivers. And they they had a great uh, fourth quarter drive that I believe took about 11 minutes off the clock. And they did that by like keeping it on the ground most of the time, but also just throwing safe passes. So okay. that makes you wonder, is this how you beat the Chiefs? Just keep their offense off the field for as long as possible. Honestly, it very well may be. I mean, the least you have people like an offensive Mahomes and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, I mean, the best way, I guess one could argue, the best way to be a good offense is just not let him get out of the field. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we'll see about that moving forward. And uh, Harrison Butker, the kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs, he had an amazing game. Yeah, so he had a, a 58-yarder regulation. Um and then a 53 in overtime, but it was negated by a false start. Attempted a 58. That was also negated by a timeout. Um, and then he hit that 58-yarder to win it for the Chiefs in overtime. Mm-hmm. Excellent performance from kickers this weekend. Making us very proud here on Kicker and the Waterboy. Yep, thumbs up from me. <laughs> so, final game, the nightcap. Seahawks won 35-30 to over the Patriots. So let's get started with Russell Wilson. He is, he looked really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, Bill Belichick, uh, I believe earlier in the week he said, you know, Russell Wilson, this guy's, you know, he's, he's really good and one of the top-tier guys um, for sure. Who do you think? Who else do you think is in that top tier, I guess, is what I'm asking. It's a good question. It's definitely Russell Wilson. Patrick Mahomes is also in there. Lamar Jackson, he might need, like, one more season, I suppose, or a couple more games to make it into that top tier. But 
right now, just like the most explosive players at quarterback, it's a pretty short list. I, I just have Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Mahomes and Russell are there. I think I'd argue Aaron Rodgers is there too. Um, those are kind of the three main guys in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about Aaron Rodgers, honestly, which is hard to do. He had a great performance this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all good. And it's cool that it feels like every time Seattle, New England play, it's a classic. You know, go back to uh, the Super Bowl a few years ago. Uh, and then, like in that game, this game kind of came down to the last play. Mm-hmm. What would you have done if you were Pete Carroll? I'm not Pete Carroll, excuse me, Bill Belichick last night got the ball on the two-yard line. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't mind the play that they ran. Like, they ran it a couple of times during the game, and it worked. They scored, like, two touchdowns on that play. But also, I think um, if you just leave the ball in Cam's hands, he had done really well guiding his team down the field there. Uh, like, Julian Edelman, this is sort of a uh, different topic, but... He had a career high in receiving yards, which is incredible considering he played with the greatest quarterback of all time for like uh, eight years, nine years. But um, but anyway, what I would have done is had like Cam Newton roll out and uh, have like a run pass option where he can run it in himself from the two or he can throw to someone in the end zone. But really, I don't mind the call and like... No matter what, it, he's going to be second-guessed. Like, if he called a pass play, he would certainly be second-guessed. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think if it were, the one would have guessed the play call. You know? It's kind mm-hmm. of that sort of thing. So, But I like the idea of the rollout and give giving Cam that run pass option from the, the rollout. 